As we read the gospel records, we read eyewitness accounts of the life and ministry of the Lord Jesus. In a sense, the gospels are just the beginning of Christ's work. The adventure continues in the book of Acts. In this study with Scott Pauley, we consider the continuing work of Christ through the Holy Spirit, who works through the apostles and the New Testament church. Now, let's get in on the adventure. You know, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is the most amazing thing on planet Earth because it's not an organization, it's an organism. It's a living, breathing body made up of quite a variety of members who have been brought together and made one in Christ. Think of it. Where on earth can you go and bring people from every background imaginable, from every geographical location, from every cultural standpoint, uh, from every thought process, and bring them to a place of oneness? Only Christ can do that. Only when we have Christ in common do you find that kind of oneness. Uh, we have been studying in Acts chapter number 1, and we're crossing the great divide now into Acts chapter number 2, and here's the way it begins. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Now, before we begin talking about Pentecost, before we begin talking about the, the power that was displayed there, I want to show you a principle today that must not be missed. It is the principle of oneness. The Bible says they were all with one accord in one place. How many of you know that you can be in one place and not be in one accord? So he's giving their, their circumstances, their geographical location and proximity to one another, but it's more than that. This is spiritual because the Bible says there was a oneness among these men. Now ponder that just a moment because this same group of disciples, this same group of men, uh, just a few pages previously, had not been in one accord. In fact, they'd been arguing over who the greatest was, who was going to be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, who was going to get to sit on the right hand or the left hand of Christ in his kingdom. And uh, Peter's asking of, of uh, John, Lord, what's this man going to do? And so there is this dissension, there is this discord and disunity among the disciples. And then suddenly, when you come to the book of Acts, there's oneness. In Acts chapter 1, verse 14, the Bible says these all continued with one accord in prayer. In Acts chapter 2, verse 1, they were all with one accord in one place. In Acts chapter 2, verse 46, they continuing daily with one accord in the temple. So one accord, one accord, one accord. What made the difference? May I remind you, these men had just watched Jesus die. They had seen him after he was risen from the dead. And they had spent 40 days with a living Savior. I tell you, you spend 40 days with a resurrected Christ, you'll never be the same. For 40 days, remember, we learned in the opening verses of Acts 1, he had been teaching them all the things that they needed to understand. And then they stood with him on a mount outside of Jerusalem and watched him ascend and heard the angels say, he's coming back. And suddenly, it was no longer about them. It was all about him. And I say to you, the only way you, you can ever have real oneness among the Lord's people is it has to be about Christ and not about us. Somebody said, how do you get people to agree? Are you ready for the answer? You don't. You can never get people to agree on everything. But here's the beautiful part. You don't have to agree with me, and I don't have to agree with you, but we all have to agree with Jesus. 
these men had come to the place now where it was not about their wounds. It was about his wounds. It was not about their glory. It was about his glory. It was not about what others were doing. It's about what Christ was doing and what Christ had left them to do. And so suddenly, you have a group of men who are so completely one in Christ that they're ready for what it is God is about to do. You see, you don't get the power of the Holy Spirit apart from this oneness. I'm convinced that so much unnecessary division among the Lord's people today is one of the great hindrances to real spiritual awakening. You want to see the flood tide of blessing come? Let's get out of God's way. Let's stop arguing over petty things and fussing over personalities and let Christ be all. And when Christ is all, the power of the Holy Spirit will be seen. It's unity and then power. It's unity and then the plan of God fulfilled. And those who were, were once scattered are now going to come into one accord and God is going to send them to the ends of the earth. Dale Moody said that there are two ways of being united. You can be frozen together or melted together. <laughs> I like that. Uh, we got too many people who are united because they're frozen together, uh, cold-hearted. Friend, let's be melted together. Let's let the love of God so melt our hearts and the fire of the Lord so warm our souls uh, that we are truly united in brotherly love. Now, if you ponder this principle, you begin to understand that this was what got them in the place where God could do what he wanted to do. You ever wonder why there had to be this 10-day period, 10 days of prayer, 10 days of waiting, 10 days in the upper room? What was the Lord doing in this period of time? He was bringing them to the place of true oneness with Christ and oneness with one another. And I'm convinced, I'm convinced that if we could get to that place of oneness, we would see the power of God again. This principle is woven all through this book. We'll come to it again, but listen to Acts chapter 4 and verse number 24. Uh, the Bible says that when they, when they heard of the miraculous power of God and what the Lord was doing, listen to Acts 4 verse 24. When they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God which has made heaven and earth and the sea and all that in them is. You see what brought the one accord again? All eyes on God. All voices lifted to God. All hearts fixed on God. All minds thinking about God. The oneness is connected to our one God. Think of the, the Trinity, our triune God, the thrice holy God, God the Father, God the Son, God, the Holy Spirit, the great three in one. It's the perfect picture of unity. Don't you believe that a God of unity wants unity among his people? And yet, so many churches fussing, fighting among themselves, feuding, uh, trying to, to guard their territory and protect their turf. And I think the Lord of heaven must look down with a broken heart, tears in his eyes, and say, uh, why can't these people understand it's not about them it's about what I want to accomplish. And so it's at this moment of oneness where suddenly, the Bible says in verse 2, there came a sound from heaven. Suddenly, the Holy Spirit appears. Suddenly, the fire comes. Suddenly, the day of Pentecost has arrived. I think we're trying to manufacture the power instead of following the pattern. And the pattern must simply be, Lord, we belong to you. 
and we just want whatever you want, and we're all going to humble ourselves in one mind and one accord and let you be God. And friends, when you get there, you will see what God alone can do. Moody, that I quoted earlier, said, The only way any church can get the blessing is to lay aside all pettiness and party feeling and live in the spirit of the 13th chapter of 1 Corinthians. Remember, that's the great love chapter. And he said, when any church is willing to do that, many will be added to that church. You want to see the church move forward? Then we've got to get out of God's way. Our agendas, our ambition, our pride and arrogance. Remember, only by pride cometh contention. And we must come to a place of real oneness. And that's not everybody agreeing with us. That is us agreeing with God. May the Lord grant this spirit of oneness among his people. The psalmist had it right. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. By the grace of God, may we all be with one accord in one place today. The same is true today as it was then. The Lord is at work in this world through his Holy Spirit, drawing people to himself. What a privilege as God's children to be a part of what God is doing in this world today. If you'll visit enjoyingthejourney.org, you will find many resources that will equip you as you walk with the Lord. You will find previous podcast series and episodes, full-length Bible messages, and a topical search engine that will aid you in studying Bible subjects. If this podcast is a blessing to you, we hope you will share it with a friend. Be sure to join us on the next episode of this continuing adventure through the book of Acts. Acts.